Welcome to the Empower Women in Menopause podcast with your girl, Trudy German. I'm an online personal trainer and wellness coach for women going through perimenopause. Over here, we talk about all things perimenopausal, menopausal, and postmenopausal, and how to thrive through this transition. We speak openly and candidly about what going through this change really consists of, the good, the bad, the ugly, and we also dismiss a lot of the myths or all the myths and talk about how this change affects you mentally, emotionally, physically, and professionally. So let's get into this week's episode. Hello, 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 hello. (laughs) I don't know why. I'm laughing, but I do because I get to sit and chat with you or I get to sit and chat for you because the reality is I'm chatting while (laughs) I'm sipping some coffee and looking through the window. So I'm chatting by myself, but for you, you get the gist. Anyway, I hope you already listened to the other episodes and I hope you are learning a lot because I know I'm cool and I'm dope, but the purpose of these podcast episodes is to help you, to help you navigate this transition, this menopause that being here, it's a blessing. We live to make it this far, but a lot of the things we're dealing with, we were not prepared. And I know over the last few podcasts, and to be honest, the next few podcast episodes, I'm going to be talking more around the realms of menopause with losing belly fat, menopause, and how we gain fat and all of those things, because that's the number one things you ladies slide in my DM on the gram and on TikTok. And if you're not following me on either one of them, please go ahead, train with Trudy on both of them. But eventually, I'll start talking about other symptoms um, because there are other things that affects us except fat loss. But this episode, what is this? Episode seven. Hey, you know what? One day I'm going to record me and one day I'm going to turn the video camera on, um, probably set up my phone and record me recording these podcasts so you can see my hand gestures, how... How, how I carry on. <laughs> but anyway, let's jump into this. Episode seven. I'm going to be talking um, on this episode. I'm taking deep breaths. There's a reason for that. Um, I'm going to be talking about some of the things that you're doing regularly that may be hindering your fat loss goal. And regularly could be every day. It could be once a week. But it's regularly because remember where we are in any aspect of our lives, where we are, it's based on the decisions that we've made, the things we've done regularly, not the things we've done occasionally, right? So I'm going to be talking about some of the things you may be doing regularly unbeknownst to you, which is hindering your fat loss goal. And we're looking to lose fat, not weight, because there is a difference. You want to lose fat. That's what it is. Losing weight includes losing belly fat. Sorry, not belly fat. It includes losing fat, losing muscles and water. That's not what you want. You want to lose fat. So we're going to call the spade what it is. (laughs) Okay. So right now I have seven things. I think 
and I just even thought about another five, but I think, um, I'm going to end up doing another part because I don't want to bombard you with like 12, 15 things in one episodes. We got the brain fog. I'm familiar with the brain fog, so I don't want to give you too much. All right. So the first one, skipping breakfast and if you do this and you lose your belly fat, good for you, sis. This ain't for you. Keep moving. <laughs> but if you've been trying to lose belly fat, um, especially during perimenopause or after 40 and you notice it's not happening and you're skipping breakfast, this may be one of the reasons. Now, I'm Jamaican. And growing up in Jamaica, there was not a thing as skipping breakfast. Growing up in the islands, this was not a thing to skip breakfast. Like... You didn't have the option of being like, I don't want breakfast. Are you crazy? That's, that just wasn't a thing. That was, it just, I was about to say it was like blasphemy, but it wasn't. It just wasn't a thing. Then as a teen, when I lived in the U.S. for a few years and I would hear my classmates come to school saying they didn't have breakfast, they don't eat breakfast. I remember thinking, what? This is a thing. Then as an adult living in Canada, I realized, oh, okay. It really is a thing. And of course, being a full-fledged 40-something-year-old woman, I know it's a thing because um, a lot of my clients do it. They think it's completely normal and they don't see what the big deal is. So from a hormonal perspective, breakfast is very important. If you listen to the last episode where I spoke about cortisol, I did touch on cortisol a lot. You know, let, let me review a few things about cortisol. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to the last episode, episode six about cortisol, um, that's fine, but please go and listen to it. But let me give you a few um, pointers, a few reminders. Cortisol is a stress hormone. It's not a bad thing because we do need stress in our lives. The problem happens when it stays elevated. So it's the fight or flight hormone. Basically, you use it for stress or for survival. Um it takes into place when you're in danger and then it gives you the energy to run. For example, you're walking, you see a car coming towards you, you go into fight mode, fight or flight, probably flight because you don't want to fight with the car. It gives you the energy, it raises your blood pressure so you can run. As I said before about the blood pressure, it gives um, it gives. Uh, it pumps sugar into you to give you the energy to flee. Cortisol should be temporary. As I mentioned before, the problem comes in when our cortisol level remains high. So let's talk about breakfast. Um, as I mentioned before, you should be having breakfast because in the mornings, if, <laughs> and I use the word if, if your cortisol level, which is one of the hormones, it's a steroid hormones, meaning that cholesterol is needed to make it just like how um, you're here because you're a woman currently going through perimenopause, right? You feel lost, confused, you're constantly tired, moody, anxious, and grumpy. You don't recognize yourself, but you want to feel vivacious. You want to feel energetic. You want to feel sexy and happy, right? You want to feel like yourself again. Well, if this is you and you're ready to start feeling like you again while going through perimenopause, then I am definitely here to help you with that. Let's schedule a free consultation to, and let's chat and see how I can help you. Just go ahead and check the description below and the link is there.
cholesterol is needed to make estrogen, testosterone, and progesterone. I'm going to do a whole nother episode on all of those because I realize we also don't understand those, but that's not, this ain't the episode for it, but I'm going to talk about that. So if your cortisol levels are balanced, they should be higher in the mornings, right? So when they're higher in the mornings, you don't want them to stay high throughout the day. You want them to come down because remember, we, you, we run into problems when cortisol level stays high. So you want it to come down. One thing that you can definitely do to bring it down is have a breakfast. Have your breakfast. This is one of the reasons why we've always heard that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. It's the hormonal aspect. It's what it does to the hormones in our bodies. And remember, our hormones are important. We need our hormones for everything. It is how messages are transferred or carried out within our body. So if you don't have breakfast, cortisol level remains high until you eat. So if you get up at 6 a.m. and you do not eat until noon, <laughs> cortisol level is high all that time. And remember, too high when your cortisol level remain high, it tells your body to burn muscles and hold on to fat, right? And remember when that starts happening because there is more receptors, which I did mention in episode six, more receptors in our stomach to take in the cortisol, that's where it's going to be like, tell the fat, come on in, baby, come on in. <laughs> and then we start gaining fat, especially in our midsection. So definitely have breakfast in the mornings. Um, now, in terms of breakfast, here's something I want you to also keep in mind. If you're not hungry within the first two hours of awakening, that could also be a sign that your cortisol level is high. So kind of kind of look at that. Remember, I provide the information. You do with it as you wish. So the next thing to not having breakfast is having the wrong foods for breakfast. And yes, you can have the wrong foods for breakfast because that can also um, keep your cortisol level high. Some of the wrong foods, any anything, and I mean anything, honey, <laughs> that you can pull up to your favorite coffee shop and have. I don't care um, if they tell you their smoothie is healthy. Their smoothie is made out of fructose juice, which contains a whole lot of sugar and it's just going to sit on your midsection. If they tell you they have oats, um, Oatmeal, it is the flavored oatmeal that has a lot of sugar. If it is yogurt, it is going to be the flavored yogurt. So my best tip for you for having breakfast is to make your own breakfast at home. Yes, I know you're busy in the mornings and your breakfast does not have to take half an hour. I'm not telling you to have waffles and pancake when you got work and you have to be in meetings and stuff like that. It could be something quick and simple. It could be, um, if you follow me on the gram, you know I'm an advocate for overnight oats. You can have oats. You can have um, plain yogurt and add your fruits. Plain oats, add your fruits. Um, you can have eggs if you have time for those things in the mornings. 
but you want to have breakfast that have fruits, fiber, and grains because, because those take time to digest, which will keep you full longer. So try to stay away from the bagel, um, certain breads, or the bagel or the croissant. I did say bagel, croissant, danishes. And definitely, please, please, please keep away from all these cereals. A lot of the most 99.99%. You know what? All of those cereals are filled with processed sugar, fructose sugar, which is going to just have the excess sitting on your stomach, which is not what you want. Next up, we are still kind of talking on food. So fasting. And I know fasting, we see a lot of people, especially on Instagram, posting the amazing results they've gotten from fasting, how much weight they've lost. Yes, it can happen. However, if you're over 40, if you're a perimenopausal woman and you're trying to lose belly fat and you notice you've been fasting and it's not happening, please stop. It's not working for you. And it is not working for you because once again, drum roll horrible drum cortisol <laughs> so remember in the mornings balance if your cortisol's levels are balanced it should be higher in the mornings than they taper off later in the day now if your cortisol level remains high what happens is uh, um, the conversion from T4 to T3, which is part of your thyroid hormones and your thyroid is responsible for your metabolism, right? If your thyroid is balanced, you're able to lose fat. If your thyroid is overactive, you're going to burn fat. And don't, no, you don't want that. I've had that before. You do not want that. <laughs> Um, if it's underactive, you hold on to fat. So basically when your cortisol level remains high, your thyroid can't do what it's supposed to do, um, to tell your body to burn fat. So therefore, um, you know, it's the opposite happen. I'll do another podcast talking about the thyroid because I've experienced thyroid issues before and, a lot of the symptoms were very similar to perimenopausal issues. And I'll talk about how it affected weight gain, weight loss, and muscle. You know what? That may be the next one. We'll see. But that's another reason you shouldn't be fasting in the mornings. Um, if you have high cortisol level, or if you've been trying to lose belly fat and you've been fasting and you notice it's not happening. All right. So next up. As I reach for my water, dehydration. <laughs> you're not drinking enough water, boo. You're not drinking enough water and you're trying to lose, you're trying to lose belly fat and it is not happening. You need water. You need water, baby. You need water, gorgeous. <laughs> you need water because remember, I did mention this before. Um, when you're dehydrated, you are stressing your body. Um, that also going to affect digestion. If you can't digest your food, it's going to sit there. It's going to mess up your gut. Um, if your body stays in stress mode, we already know what's going to happen. You're going to, you're going to go shit. You're going to shift from burning fat to storing it because cortisol levels are high. And of course that fat is going to go right 
on your midsection because you have more um, receptors there welcoming. So I want you to view the receptors, the stress receptors in your stomach. I just got this vision as I said it. <laughs> as you go to visit your grandmother and all her children are there welcoming you. So you're getting all of these hugs from four or five different people. It's welcoming. I want you to start looking at the receptors like that. There's a whole lot telling the fat, come on in, come on in, come on in. I'm so crazy, but I, I want you to get the visual of it. So remember, um, you know, try to have breakfast in the morning um, and cut out the fasting if you've been doing it and you notice you're not getting the results because T3 helps to burn fat. Sorry, let me just take notes about a podcast episode on thyroid. I had to write that down because, you know, brain fog. <laughs> I have touched on these before. I'm definitely going to touch on them again. Late workouts. I know a lot of you love your 10 p.m. workouts, your late night workouts. Um, I used to be like, okay, your body doesn't really care. It kind of, and it, it kind of cares and it doesn't care. If you find that you're having difficulties sleeping throughout the night, if you find that you are waking up at 2, 3 a.m. fully wired and can't go back to sleep, then you're moody and cranky. If you're working out at nights or evening, the evenings, try shifting your workout to an earlier time. Because I know sometimes you think, okay, I go to bed at like 11 o'clock, but I'm working out at like 4 or 5 or even 7 p.m. That should be enough time. If your body's already in stress mode, if your body's already, um, if your cortisol is already high, that may not work for you. So try working out earlier. You may not be an early bird like myself. That is fine. Um, but try working out earlier, maybe around lunchtime, maybe right after work. You, you have to try something different if you've been working out late at night and you notice you're not seeing the results. Okay. Keeping up with the trend of working out, intense workout. I know I've mentioned this before and I know I'm going to mention it right now. And I know I'm going to mention it again <laughs> because intense workouts at this stage is not going to do it. Intense workout for all our workouts. So if you're working out four days a week, try not to make all your workouts intense. If you work out six days a week, like I do also try also not try also don't have all of them being intense workouts. Now, speaking of the cortisol and stress, exercise is a stress on your body, right? Getting excited because you got a promotion is stress on your body and going to raise your cortisol level. Being invited out, <laughs> um, being invited to an amazing event, you get excited. So it's not that cortisol is bad. I don't want you to look at cortisol as a bad thing. Cortisol become bad when it stays elevated. And the reality is most of you, most of us live in a world now where we're consistently stressed. Our cell phones, as I look at my two cell phones next to me, 
is one of the biggest stressors because it makes it harder for us to unwind and turn off. We're going to bed, we bring the phone. Try not to bring the phone. I, I like to say, put your bed to fo- put your phone to bed before you go to bed and put it to bed in a whole other room. Don't sleep with it. That and just life, getting to work, um, being at work. When we get home, we still have to work. Like we're under a, a co- we're constantly under stress. So that's when the problem comes in, right? Is remaining under stress. So we want to do things that won't keep us stressed that won't keep our cortisol level high so instead of intense workouts every day or for all your workouts start lowering the intensity it could be like even just stretch for example i work out six days a week four those days are intense and then the next two days are very very gentle meaning mobility meaning stretching right because can't be working the body that hard at this stage. Can't don't want to do that to the hormones, the cortisol level. So try, um, you know, if it's even swimming, sometimes walking. If it's not cold, because as I mentioned before, I live in Toronto and it's cold, cold, cold in December. So I am not going walking. I have clients who still put their hats and their jackets on, and I applaud them for that. If that is you, good for you. That is not me. <clears throat> You, you can even walk on a treadmill then at a steady pace. I may get a treadmill just for that, but I won't. Um, or, you know, you can go bike riding. If you're in an area where you bike ride, you can even do something fun like roller skates. I started roller skating and, I, and I'm loving it. But try to find something that is not intense to do. And... The last one for this, because I said I'm going to have to do a part two. The last one is don't have coffee after 2 p.m. And I know you're like, girl, I know you're joking. (laughs) I did touch on this again in the cortisol episode. If you have not listened, please go ahead and listen. Having caffeine, whether it's in coffee or other caffeinated beverages like soda or pop or energy drink or even tea. Some tea does have caffeine in it. That is also going to keep your cortisol level high um, throughout the night. You're going to have diff- experiencing difficulties sleeping throughout the night. And remember, if you don't get good quality sleep, that is going to have a ricochet effect on you losing belly fat. Because if you don't have enough sleep, or good quality sleep, your muscles won't be able to repair and replenish themselves. Um, what will also happen is your hormones that tell you when you're full and when you're hungry, they won't be balanced. So you're going to be craving usually salty or sugary foods in the next day because you want to be satisfied. Um, muscles are going to start turning into fat. See the ricochet effect here. So try your best not to have caffeine after 2 p.m. Speaking of this, this one was not on the list, but since I'm talking about coffee after two, when you get up in the mornings, (laughs) try to wait at least 90 minutes to have your coffee. And I know you're going to be like, girl, I can't function that long without coffee slowly start doing it. So if you're used, if you're accustomed to having coffee, you know, within 15 minutes of waking up, push it to half an hour, 
push it to 45 minutes the next day or week until you get to that point. And also please make sure before you have your coffee in the mornings that you've had something to drink, at least a glass of water or like half a glass of water or something to eat. Because once again, having coffee and an empty stomach is going to keep your cortisol level high, which is not what we want. So those were seven things I gave you. And I think in a few weeks, I'll do another episode for another seven. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it very informative. Um, I have been talking a lot about cortisol because I know that at this stage, and I'm talking about the over 40 and the perimenopausal issues, we simply think that losing belly fat is simply about um, working out and eating clean. And when we start doing that, you know, when we start working out and we're not seeing the belly fat go away, we see it coming on even more, we start working out harder, right? And then once again, it's not going away. The belly fat is coming on. Same thing we do with our foods. We start eating less and less and less. But I want you to understand that there's so there's so much more that's going on, so much more that's um, throwing our hormones off. And I know for a fact, a lot of us were not taught these things, right? And a lot of us don't know what's going on. So I want to make sure I am doing my part by helping and educating you because I'm also going through this change. And a lot of the things that I've shared with you, I've worked on, on myself and with some of my friends and my clients. And not only, you know, did we see a difference in our midsection, also a lot of the symptoms or perimenopausal symptoms completely eradicated. And then for a lot of us, they went down. So it's kind of like when you start working on one area for one thing, you start seeing changes in other things. So when you listen to these podcasts, I'm asking that instead of just listening and moving on, take notes and implement them. Because I promise you the things I share, they do work, but you got to make them work for you. And that's enough of my rant. I'm out like Obama. I'm going to drop my pen. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as I've mentioned before, my goal is to empower women in menopause. And by you sharing this episode with other women, you know, like share it on your stories, then you will definitely be helping me help other women. So go ahead and share it on your stories. And please, please, when you share it, don't forget to tag me at Train With Trudy. Until the next episode, have a fabulous one.